Sarah, I'm John Kane, and I welcome you to Let's Talk Native on this Tuesday, September 24th. While this program may not provide a path to spiritual enlightenment, we do encourage and in some cases start conversations. We don't do prayers and we don't do buffalo speeches. We take a tough look at our history, oppression, and survival. We talk about culture, the arts, politics, and identity. And we may step on a few toes along the way, but our real goal here is to bring people together by breaking down what separates us. We will take on the false narratives and provide critical thinking to all that is heaped upon us, and we do it all right here from the Seneca Nation territory of Cataraugus. So let's talk native. But before we get started, let me remind people that you can listen to our audio at www.letstalknative.com. Uh, you can also find uh, links to videos and photo gallery and podcasts, all that stuff on that on that website as well. Um, you can watch the the live stream video of the show right here on Facebook Live if you're following us on our group pages, um, Let's Talk Native or Let's Talk with John Kane. And my wife shares it on a bunch of other group pages as well. So you can you can watch watch the show live on Facebook Live as well. Um I'm the host and the producer of the show, and I'm joined in studio by Jake Proud, who is managing our audio um, and our video. Uh, so let me get into it. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I've been I've been gone for a week, and uh, I'm not saying all hell broke broke loose, but um, certainly a lot happens uh, when you're when you're gone for a week. That's why I kind of like doing the the Tuesday and Saturday shows because it gives you, it gives you a chance to catch things while they're happening. Obviously, we knew. Climate change was, was going to be a big topic um, uh, coming to the U.N., coming to New York. There was uh, a lot of planning involved with, with students doing walkouts and um, uh, demonstrations, you know, all over the world. I mean, some some incredible uh, pictures and images that were broadcast and, and some powerful statements. And none more powerful than the statement and the uh, issued by uh, by Greta Thunberg. Now. This young girl has been involved in in the in the climate change as a climate activist for uh, for several years since I, I think she was under twelve years old the first time I heard, I heard her uh, heard of her speaking and and look this she's she's earned a, a bit of a name for herself and she certainly uh, has captured um, the headlines on on climate change uh, as as a result of um, of her words of her passion. Uh, even her tears. And the crazy part is I've seen this girl being attacked. <laughs> and, and it's just bizarre to me. So this is a young girl. She's from, uh, where's she from? Norway, I think. Yeah, I think she's from, I think she's from Norway. And, um, I, you know, her, her English is pretty good, but she's, you know, she's still got a pretty, uh, a pretty strong accent. She, she actually, um, um, did a sailboat to, to come to the, to us, um, or, or Sweden, I'm sorry. Or she's Swedish. That's right. Yeah, uh, she took she took a sailboat. So I mean, to kind of make a point about you know carbon footprint issues. Um, and of course, people criticize that. They say, oh yeah, but it still took a pretty large carbon footprint for her to to make that trip. All right, it's like you can't do anything right. But the right has really attacked her big time. I mean, and and this 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 one lunatic on the on the right, this Dinesh D'Souza. And and he he's he's just one of the worst. He actually posted a bunch of pictures on Twitter, and of course it went it went somewhat viral of this Greta Thunberg, who is you know white girl, um, who oftentimes wears two braids, and he puts that picture up side by side with some Nazi propaganda um, um, illustrations that that were used during the Hitler, you know, Hitler's time, 
and it is and it's just bizarre i mean it is again it is the like the the lowest um and most juvenile way to respond to um you know to somebody who's who's making making a point and and just to suggest that she's you know a nazi and and that she's carrying some sort of you know ill-gotten message and look and i and i see people left and right criticizing her and 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 even native people some i'm not saying all but some native people have jumped on the bandwagon to criticize her too why because she's white and she's getting all this attention look and i get it that is one of the first things that people say well why is this girl getting all this attention forget about the message they're they're actually getting wrapped up in who the messenger is and while many people were were have been you know endeared to this to this girl and and are enamored by by her there are there are those cynics out there those skeptics out there and and i'm all for being skeptical and cynical <laughs> i like i said critical thinking that's that i think it's important and is she being manipulated by some people oh probably but she's only 16 years old i mean she's a she's a girl and you know she's not a grown-up yet and and look are, are people influencing her I would hope so. I, I would hope there are some people that are still influencing her. But the idea that she's being criticized in some of the ways that she is is really incredible. You know, and again, I'm not saying everybody's calling her a Nazi, but, you know, there are people putting her up, you know, saying she's a puppet, she's this, and she's all that. Look, here's the thing about this young girl. She has come to represent a younger generation, just like the, uh, you know, the 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 some of the kids from the, the Parkland shooting have are on the on the front lines and and they got the same kind of criticism are on the front lines of of trying to advocate against uh, against this, the massive amount of guns that are in circulation in, in the United States this young girl has taken it personal that you know, that it, she, her generation and and frankly even her the next generation after her and, and after her they're going to pay the price for what our generations have failed to do and as much as we can take some credit I, look, and and I th- I think we can take some credit for 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 at least beginning a process, but not enough. Look, for all of this debate over climate change and the things that we need to do to prevent uh, catastrophe, I hate to sound like you know the doomsayer, but we've already passed the tipping point. Every time anybody tried to establish where that line was, we blew past that. You know. Uh, 350.org, that 350 represented a, a percentage of parts per million of CO2 in the uh, in the atmosphere. Oh, we're well past that. And that was what was believed to be like this threshold. Oh, uh, you know, how many uh, how many degrees can we can the temperature rise? Look, we're still having 80 degrees in um in western New York, in Seneca territory, near Buffalo, New York. 80 degrees in uh you know at, at the equinox, the autumnal equinox that's not normal folks um three tropical storms churning up in the atlantic right now uh and this hurricane season's not over yet look some of this this stuff isn't isn't normal and and it isn't going to get better it's going to get worse you know i'm i'm one of those guys who say look it's too late to prevent catastrophe what we've got to do is is try to minimize minimize to the extent we can how far down the you know the you know the the shitter we're going to go with this thing and we better start preparing for it 
And, you know, <laughs> like my buddy Jake says, not everybody's going to move off into a log cabin and plant a garden in the back. But you know what? Everybody better know somebody who plants a garden. We better start doing some things here, folks. We're not going to move 10 million people out of New York City and put them up in the Adirondacks being self-sufficient. Ain't going to happen. There, there is some, you know, I've talked about this before. There's going to be some major, major up, upheavals, social upheavals because of climate change. Oh, yeah, you're going to have, a, the, I mean, the people who are going to bear the, the worst brunt of this stuff are always going to be um, uh, poor people. You know, even, look, everybody thinks, oh, it's all those rich guys who have their beach mansions. They're going to they're gonna finally pay a price. Look, there's going to be a whole lot of poor people who are flooded out long before any of those rich mansions uh, start falling into the sea, folks. But you know what? Everybody's going to be affected by it eventually. But, uh, and not just everybody, everything, every, every, every all life is going to be affected by it but it isn't going to be pretty folks and turning off your uh you know turning down your thermostat isn't going to ha- fix this we're, we're well we're way past that we are way past that and then you got this moron in the white house who say ah the hell with the uh, cafe standards on uh, on cars we're gonna we're gonna strip that away and we're not and we're gonna, not gonna let that evil california um, raise the standards for for auto emissions either. No, we're not, we're not going to do that. I mean, so you've got the the entire world's attention coming to the UN in New York City, and then this moron of a president goes in there and just shoots his mouth off and just. I mean, it's just incredible the the level of ignorance that this guy can dis, can display on a daily basis is it's just amazing. And of course, now he's facing his. Uh, you know these these formal impeachment um, uh, hearings investigation, so we'll we'll see what happens. But and I'll get into that a little bit more in the, in the program. But but again, on this on this Greta Thunberg, look, I think that she's she's represented herself very well, and I think she's represented young people. And I'm not saying that she is the representative for all young people. In fact, we should have more. And for anybody, including native people. We're criticizing her because they oh there should be a native girl up there. Then then damn it, put one up there. And and there and there are. I mean, there's this um, uh, uh, Autumn Peltier from Wakwimikong. Uh, you know, she's a, a fine representation of of young a young native activist, a, a water protector. And there's plenty of young people. But if you're going to begrudge the one young person who somehow got more attention than other young people, man, you better check yourself. You better check yourself. And look, it, it, am I going to agree with everything she says? No, probably not. But you know what? We didn't get it right either. I didn't get it right. I'm part of a generation that that is helped sink this climate. And, and you're not going to pray your way out of it. You're not going to vote your way out of it, folks. But for those people who, who are actually, I mean, just spewing vitriol after this girl, and and again, not just the the Republicans, not just the the right wing, not just the the conservative uh, you know arm of um, Americanism, not just white nationalists, and and of course this is a white girl, but it, you know she's she's from Sweden, so um, um, it's like they can attack her for being an immigrant or, or it's not even an immigrant, she's she's Swedish, but it's the whole thing is just so bizarre. But when native people do it, and and I see these criticisms coming, oh yeah, this white girl got all the attention. You know, you know what? It's probably going to take some white people to fix some of the problems. Why? Because white people are responsible for a lot of it. So, it, 
all those people of color, we're not going to end racism. We've been battling racism for our whole, you know, for, you know, since, since white man came into in contact with people of color. And we're not going to end it. We're not going to end white privilege. White people are going to have to end it. Now, are we going to convince them to do it? I hope so. I don't know how optimistic I am that it's going to end anytime soon. I think, I think white people are, you know, have always been in situations where they were outnumbered, but they still managed to promote that white supremacy. So if you think just because in 2030 or 2034 or whatever the hell it is that white people are going to finally drop below uh, the 50% mark in terms of population in the United States, that it's going to change anything, I'm sorry, you got nothing coming. So we're going to have to get some white allies, folks. And I'm not saying I want them speaking for me. And they're not gonna they're not gonna be my representatives in, in Congress or the Senate or the President or Governor, none of that stuff. I'm not saying that I need to have that kind of relationship. But we we damn sure better understand that even if it's been our message for hundreds of years on many issues, you know, uh, gender equality, environment, um, you know, fairness, equity, all that stuff. If we haven't been able to get that message out there squarely and some little white girl comes up and, and, and somehow gets a microphone and gets a more attention to it, am I going to begrudge her? It's not her fault that our message hasn't been heard. We have some responsibility for it, but some of it's about timing. I mean, in the world that we live in. But but this whole idea of, of begrudging her, I mean, look, uh, when we go to the bottom of the hour, we're going to go out with my 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 good friend Jeff Doreen's uh, version of Blackbird, and 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 I and I and I got a bit of a an analogy here, and the analogy is <clears throat> Jeff recorded himself playing uh, playing Blackbird and did a couple of videos, and his videos have gotten one's gotten you know over three thousand views, another one's gotten over eight thousand views, so you know eleven maybe twelve thousand views of um, uh, of Jeff Doreen on on YouTube and this is over ten, like for ten years. I mean, he did. He started this. I don't know. It was five. Maybe it was. I don't know. It was five. Maybe five years ago that he did it. <clears throat> now this other native woman does the same thing. She, you know, she records a video of her singing Blackbird again, Beatles song, Blackbird, um, in Mi'kmaq. And so she, so this um, uh, Emma Stevens records a, a nice video. And she's gotten over a million views. Jeff only got, he's only got about 11,000 views and she's got a million views in, in a couple of months. I mean, it's really easy to just scratch, scratch your head and say, wait a second, how did Jeff only get 11,000 views? I mean, how would, how did this, and again, I'm not, comp- this is, I'm not comparing her to a white girl here, but th- this native girl sings a song and look, it's a great video. Uh, and, but I and I get it. I get that 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 bewilderment. I guess. How is it, Jeff, who's been doing this and and you know translating Beatles tunes and 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 trying to produce some videos and some are, are better. It's all pretty good. But it doesn't doesn't get the attention. Then then somebody comes along, and all of a sudden you know a million point one one point one million views. I mean, it's not. Emma Stevens's fault that Jeff's videos didn't get go as viral as hers did. 
there's a probably a, a number of reasons and and one of the reasons is her her videos are produced very very well i mean and she's she's got a pretty voice and you know and you know there may be some gender you know uh, issues you know the, the whole idea that you know people can find a, a a pretty native girl singing um more appealing than uh, than than jeff a school teacher <laughs> singing i don't know i i don't know but but it isn't Emma Stevens's fault that Jeff's video didn't get as many views as hers. And so the idea that some people can, can you know, like choose a side as if there's the, the team Jeff and team Emma, that's what I'm seeing with, with, this, with this Greta uh, Thunberg stuff. Look, there are very good reasons why Native people have been voicing our concern about environmental issues for a long, long time. But you know what? We haven't done enough either. And the fact that some, some little white girl from Sweden, you know, captured the world's attention with, with her, you know, em- emotional, um, it's not even a plea. I mean, she scolded the world. And she scolded other generations because of it. Now, could one of us have done that? I mean... You know, a native. You know, it didn't have to be a young white girl who did it, but it was a young white girl who did it. And you know, and I think it's great that it was a young person who did it. And and frankly, the the fact that she's she's female. Look, female activism is is where a lot of this stuff is. Women are leading uh, most of these 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 movements. And, and and it's not because men aren't involved. I mean, there, there are many of us who who play a role. You know, part of it has to do with with the passion that women have for this stuff, and and the strength, and sometimes anger, whatever. And maybe it, they don't come across as as threatening or brutish as men do. I don't know. Maybe there's there's some gender stereotypes that come into play that 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 are an advantage to to, to women. But I, I got to tell you, when I started seeing the attacks against this this uh, this girl, and, and even coming from other other activists, I mean, when I started hearing other activists. You know, trying to take swipes at her. It's like, damn. You know, this is why the movement fails. You know, because even when you have somebody who who is kind of out there, look, and and I can fall into the same thing. Look, I'm cynical. I see somebody, you know, getting a name out there for for talking about you know this, that, that, or the other thing, and I'm thinking, boy, I'm not getting that kind of attention when I bring up those same things. I I could go down that same down the same road. But for me. I think the more voices carrying these messages, the better. And you know what? Even if if something that I say gets picked up, the word for word gets picked up by somebody else, and they are more effective at, at communicating that thing, to me, that's a good thing. You know, maybe maybe at some point somebody say, you know, I think I heard John Cain say that. Maybe maybe they won't. But I'm not gonna begrudge somebody else for for saying, you know, I heard. I don't even know where I heard that from, but I heard this guy say this, and and I'm gonna carry that message forward. That's why I do this. That should be why all of us do this. Because if we're just trying to promote self and not trying to really promote an issue, then we're not activists. We're trying to be celebrities if that's what we're trying to do. So, hey, my hat's off. Greta Thunberg, I think you're doing a great job. And you know what? Um, what I've read and, and heard of, of Autumn Peltier and, and, and others too. I don't want to just put this down to two two. Uh, you know, young young women. There are some great voices out there, and and not just teenagers. I mean, there 
their women had been doing this. In fact, you know, from what I understand, uh, Autumn's work is picking up from what her, what her grandmother's been involved in doing. So she's not starting something new. She's a, just the new face. And you know what? Those new faces are what we need. And, and I'll tell you, one of the greatest images was the, this picture of uh, the video of Greta Thunberg standing there and, and Donald Trump walking in the room in front of her. I love the expression on her face. I mean, I, if you could see a little girl, you know, demonstrating, you know, such loathing for, for a human being as uh, when Donald Trump walked into the room. It, it was just great as far as I'm concerned. I'm not a Trump fan, obviously. Uh, in the second half of the show, I'll talk a little bit about, uh, you know, what, what what that moron is doing. But, um, uh, you know, I do want to, I, again, I want to get back and, and, and express my real concern about environmental issues. Man has um, done a terrible thing to the planet. And they've been doing it to the planet for a very long time. And, you know they've 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 raped the land for every dollar the thing about oil and and other extractive industries man immediately looks at it as the dollars that the land is worth the dollars that it's worth the dollars that could be it's like it's like somebody buried buried treasure under this land and all we gotta do is dig it up and we'll take all that treasure off and what we're left with is yeah well it doesn't matter what we're left with doesn't matter what we do to the water doesn't matter what we do to the air doesn't matter what we do to the to the you know to to the land. Doesn't matter. We get the money out of there, and that's why we have you know you know look when people talk about the evil diseases you know that we're plagued with. I mean, there's been evil diseases in the past, right? There was the plagues of the past, the, you know, a bubonic plague. There was uh, you know smallpox and you know so many other you know diseases. Uh, Ebola. I mean, many. But cancer is one of those uh, cancer is one of those plagues, and it comes in so many forms. And you can't tell me some of what we've done to the environment hasn't contributed to the fact that we've got cancer at rates that we've never seen before, that the world's never seen before. And it's not, you know, contagious. We do every one of us do this kind of stuff to ourselves, or we do it to others by by exposing them to to these chemicals and these these carcinogens. We created that. Man did that. So while they're building great big things, dams and rockets and, um, you know, fast cars, planes, trains and automobiles, all that stuff, we're also producing toxicity. And we're breathing it, we're drinking it, we're eating it every freaking day. And the damage that we've done it's irreversible for us, not for the planet. Honestly, and every time I hear say people say that we've got to save Mother Earth, <laughs> the Earth is going to be fine. It'll figure it out. It, it, it'll you know it, it balances itself. But we're some of the victims of that. Uh, of, of what's going to happen to create that balance? <clears throat> the best thing that can happen to the planet is half the population dis- disappear. You know what the Thanos, the snap, or whatever else? Yeah, we need, we need a Thanos snap. Sounds pretty brutal, right? Yeah, we're going to lose Spider-Man, sorry. But but you know what? And it's not even it's not because the world is really that overpopulated. It's just it's that it's overpopulated with overconsumption. That's what it's overpopulated with. And that's not going to change. And look, I applaud Greta Thunberg's uh message. 
But we have better start getting some young people that, that are going to carry a different message. And that message is about preparing. We better prepare for what's coming. Yeah, we should we should try to stop it from getting worse. But we better we better fully acknowledge that the cost of all of this stuff is the future. All right, we're at the bottom of the hour, so we're going to take a break. Uh, hey, we're going to go out with a little bit of Jeff Doreen singing Blackbird. <laughs> That'll warm you up for the second half. Thanks for coming back. This is John Kane. This is Let's Talk Native. And again, we are here at September 24th. Um, this is uh, about an hour after we finish this show. Um, we will strike midnight, and uh, and my grandson, who was who will who was 15 until then, will be will turn 16. So I want to wish my grandson uh, Gavin Jimerson a happy 16th birthday. Yeah, an hour and a half early. That's all. Um, couldn't be more proud of, uh, of all my grandchildren, but. Uh, you know that you, your first is the is the one that you you spend the most time with because the years just stack up and uh, and love him to death and so I want to wish my my grandson a a happy sixteenth birthday. Um, look, I also want to thank our sponsors. I want to thank um, Ross and Holly John and the RJE family of businesses. Uh, Eric White and ERW Enterprises. I want to thank the the good folks at uh, Grand River Enterprises for uh, supporting the, the program. Um, 
And it, I, I got to put a call out for, for more people to support. Look, we, we, we do what we can with what we have here. And um, we are in our 10th year. And that's an amazing feat all by itself. You know, a lot of people will measure success by dollars and cents. Um, I think measuring success by staying power is, uh, is, is a big measure of that, too. So, look, uh, we're not getting richer doing anything here. And we haven't gained we, We're not... We're not viral video sensations or, or anything of the of the sorts, but um, we start conversations and and I do see some of the the words that come out of this show being carried by others and and to me that that's a good thing. So I want to thank uh, all of you who who share the show, who share the podcasts and the uh, the YouTube videos, the the Facebook uh, videos. I want to give a special thanks to my wife for sharing um, these live stream videos on on so many of the group pages once the the show starts. Um, like the shares, I like the comments, and um, and and of course, uh, I love seeing you guys uh, view some of these videos. Uh, we got a new video that'll be coming out probably in the next week or so um, on in the run up to to Columbus Day, uh, Indigenous Peoples Day. So we'll be looking for that one. Um, look, I, I like I said, I, I thank those who, who consistently support the show, um, and and those of you who have supported the show in the past. Uh, wish a few of you would come back. So. Uh, We'll, we'll just leave that one there. Um, other announcement. Uh, I am showing a film in New York. So if you are listening to the show and you're in the New York City area on Thursday, um, right after I do my, my Let's Talk with John Kane show on WBAI, uh, in the same building is a, uh, the building called the Brooklyn Commons. Downstairs is the cafe, and they have a media center down there. And we're going to do a screening of Even the Rain. And that's Thursday, September 26th at 7.30 p.m. at the brooklyn commons uh come on out and and uh, catch the film look and if, if you can't make it if you get a chance to pick this film up and you can pick it up at amazon you know cheap enough i mean this this film's called even the rain it's a spanish language film and it is um it, it is a really really good film and uh the more of you who watch the film uh gives me an opportunity to have for me to have a conversation with you about the film about the way the film carries the message of who christopher columbus was how racism has persevered uh, all these years. And, and of course, um, there's an environmental battle uh, that plays out in the film as well. So um, look forward to having conversations with more people about this film. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm seeing repostings of um, uh, the story, uh, the Osage murder story. Um, and, of course, I advocate uh, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, a book by David Grand, uh, as, a, as a good way for somebody to learn about that story as well. That that's a uh, that's probably going to become a film at some point. Um, from what I understand, Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese may have um, uh, maybe teaming up on that. So hopefully they do the book justice and they do the Osage justice because nobody else has. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. So uh, just me, me pitching a few a uh, few stories that I've seen come across Facebook newsfeed and that kind of thing. So all right, um, you, you know, look, I I, I talk about how the planet will find out we'll we'll figure out how to create balance that's what it does it's in a constant i mean that frankly that's why things like cancer happen i mean that's that's nature's way of responding to what we're doing so do i think that you know that the planet's gonna rid us like like it shakes off fleas probably to some extent i don't think mankind is, is doomed but i think there are many that are that are going to be facing some look this is going to cause economic an economic crisis the like likes of which the world has never seen 
And while this is going on, there there's conflicts happening all over the world already. I mean, Great Britain's involved in this ridiculous, you know, fight over uh, leaving the European Union. There's still, I mean, last week, <laughs> last week was the uh, International Day of Peace. International Day of Peace. While well, people are still killing each other all over the planet. It's like, you know, my friend Roger reminded me, oh, you know, it's an International Day of Peace. I'm thinking, no, it isn't. There's no Day of Peace. Just like celebrating Labor Day is uh, is a fool's errand. How do you celebrate something that doesn't exist? Success of a labor movement or success of, of, of spreading peace. Instead of dancing in the street and trying to celebrate... International Day of Peace. How about trying to create a little bit? So, um, yeah. So I mean, the, the the world is 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 a crazy place, and it's and it's a crazy place because of man, and we are causing incredible um, damage to, to to I mean to other life other life, you know, water, air, land. I mean, we are, but the Earth will, will fix it. And they're probably going to fix us along the way, and and we're going to survive. I mean, man, man's not going to. I mean, I mean, when Greta Thunberg says we're facing, we're we're in the beginning of a mass extinction. That's true, because there are some species that won't survive, and it may be unfortunate that man is what is one of the species that survives. I mean, it's not unfortunate for those of us who who hope that you know part of being ungwe is to not only have a a a past but to have a future so we plan on having a future native people don't plan on going extinct i mean nobody plans to go to extinct uh, go, go extinct but no we, we we're we're gonna keep fighting just like we've always fought and even when when things were at its worst i mean if we think this climate change thing is this the worst battle i don't know i mean <laughs> look what what native people have faced in terms of genocide mass murder rape you know, kidnapping of our kids, sterilization, you know, intentional spread of disease. You know, my buddy put something up the other day about, uh, well, you know, most of the, the, the deaths, you know, were not, um, murdered at the hand of, of, of white men. They were caused, you know, kind of, you know, um, by, by diseases, you know, almost by, by accident. I'm thinking, yeah, we're, we're downplaying how many people died because of venereal diseases. Yeah. Not by the hand of man. <laughs> It was another body part that, uh, that that spread that one. So we no look we it's 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 pretty disgusting when you think about what what mankind you know has has done even as they boast about their achievements and their accomplishments it's pretty amazing what mankind has has been, has done to each other. I mean, no other species on the planet spends as much trying to kill each other as human beings. We create these 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 myths about religion and create a god that we can we can claim to be killing in the name of we do all of this stuff we draw lines in a, on a, on, a, on a piece of land and say if you cross over that i can kill you i mean that sounds pretty you know you know pretty blunt but that's what borders and not just borders i mean native people when when they try to corral us onto reservations, they said once that if a native person goes off the reservation, yeah, that expression, yeah, he's really gone off the reservation, Chet. Yeah, that meant that that's a wild Indian and that's a hostile and he could be killed. So yeah, these lines in the sand that that you know predominantly white people have drawn in the, in the sand, 
has it's it, it's been man's undoing. I mean, it, it's just it, it's just incredible. All right, so uh, and we'll talk more about the climate, you know, as as shows go on. And and but but I gotta say, we better start preparing. We better start preparing because much of the damage has been done. And if we could stop something tomorrow, if we could end carbon emissions tomorrow, it isn't in time because we've already done too much and there's going to be some ill effects from it. Now, that's not saying we shouldn't we shouldn't try to stop it because we're, we're just going to keep unraveling this thing. I mean, and so the longer we let guys like Trump continue to you know to pillage the planet for dollars and it's and again one of Greta Thunberg's um, points is that there's this 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 myth that we can have a, always have this ever expanding economy something I talk about on the show here too you know and, and I don't begrudge the fact that this little girl's getting a voice for that message <laughs> and I'm not no I'm glad that she's saying these things because it's absolutely true there, there's no such thing as an ever expanding economy the only thing ever expanding is perhaps a universe the planet's not getting any bigger folks and you know, that's just the reality alright I do gotta spend a, f- a few minutes because this moron in the White House and I don't spend a whole lot of time talking about Donald Trump but this this latest thing that he's, that he's done you know this, this idea of trying to um, use a uh military you know uh, hold back military support for for the ukraine because he, he he wanted to get dirt on a political rival joe biden um i think even republicans got to be shaking their head at this thing and because look a whistleblower goes through the process and there's, there's a specific protocol legal protocol for for somebody in government to to remain anonymous and say look something really concerns me and so once this thing is investigated and they say look this is credible there's a certain process was and 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 the whistleblower report is supposed to go to the um, uh, intelligence uh, uh, committee uh, uh, for Congress. And Trump says no. His people won't let it go. So, and now even a number of Republicans, uh, even folks on Fox News and some of these other, you know, uh, places that have done nothing but but pander to uh, to Trump. And, and of course, there's, there's three guys who are kind of pissed because they want to they want to challenge Trump for the Republican nominee, so nomination. So they're coming out, but um, Mitt Romney and a few others have, have, have come out. And from what I understand, the the um, the Senate passed unanimously uh, a resolution demanding uh, that the uh, the whistleblower report be be released to uh, to the appropriate agencies as as per the law. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's incredible that this guy got elected. It's incredible that there's, that there's so many. Trump followers that can look the other way on everything that this guy's done. I mean, and all the allegations against him. I mean, the 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 you know the paying a porn star off. You know, um, uh, some of these allegations of you know of pedophilia, um, uh, sexual harassment all over the place. You would think the Me Too movement, which 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 tanked a lot of other people, Trump seems to be Teflon. Here's a guy who's had three wives, children by all, all three of them, and uh, and yet people want to, uh, you know, the evangelical right wants to support him? I mean, give me a freaking break. But it's amazing to me that this guy, no matter what he does, there's a, there's a certain level of his base that will never turn on him. And, and of course, most of that base is pretty locked into that white supremacy movement. 
but not all of it. I mean, there are some that, you know, again, there, there's some that will still want to call uh, poke uh, and call other people Nazis while while their base are clearly Nazis. I mean, it, it's it, it, it goes beyond comprehension. Now, and I think Trump really, really screwed up here. Because, look, I think he could have made an argument that there's something really unseemly about the fact that Joe Biden's son was pulling in $3 million from a from a gas company in the Ukraine while Joe Biden was Obama's Ukraine guy. Yeah, I think there's something wrong there. But but he blew it because rather than using this if he ever had to, if if Biden should have got you know pulled off getting the Dem- the Democratic nomination, which he probably won't. <laughs> now he's created this whole other mess and finally, you know, cowards like Nancy Pelosi who's who's always trying to play it politically safe is saying yeah, we need to do uh, an, uh, you know formally uh, begin uh, impeachment uh, investigation proceeding. Now, are they going to pull it off? No, they're not going to pull it off. They're not going to impeach Trump. But I mean, if they did, it would take a monumental task. You know, back when Nixon was facing impeachment, enough Republicans said, "Look, this guy's just too corrupt." I don't think Trump's gotten there yet. I don't know that he's pushed enough Republicans' buttons. To say, look, we we better cut our losses with this guy. Look, the GOP, you guys got a lot of what you want out of this guy. You got stacked courts. You got the the you know the Supreme Court bench stacked. I mean, you've got you know millions of dollars in, in tax relief. You know, to to all your rich friends. You guys got inc- you got you rode the Trump pony as far as you could ride it. But at some point, some of you got to let go. I mean. You know, I don't know. I mean, your political careers probably don't mean that much to you after after a while because you've you've turned it into cash. So you're you're set for life. But some of you aren't. I mean, at some point, you know, you've got to redeem this. The, what's supposed to be half the population of the United States that are supposed to be on the conservative side. You guys are burying yourselves with this guy. So I don't know if you. I don't know if if Trump has finally crossed the line that. That'll turn enough Republicans to, you know, for impeachment. But I also don't think Trump will win win election unless, you know, again the, the Democrats completely screw up even worse than they did last time. Because look, whatever they did with the primary process that you know, uh, and and whatever they did to to prop up Hillary the, the way they did, and and then see her fail to 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 capture enough votes in the states that mattered. She wins the popular vote by by several million votes and still loses because and she's the one who's supposed to know better. Trump's the idiot, right? He's the idiot who gets himself elected president. Well, that idiot can get himself elected again if the Democrats are are, are, are foolish enough. And you know, having said all this stuff, I gotta remind people, he's not my president. I'm not gonna vote for or against him. You know, I my opinion. I won't go so far as to say they're all the same because they aren't. I mean, there are some that are worse than others. On on both sides of the the, the political aisle, too. There's some Democrats that I think are overt racist. You know, there's one sitting in the Albany capital right now. And there's there's a bunch of them on on the Democratic side that are are overt racist. We we see and hear it all the time. And there's a bunch of Republicans that are overt racist. And, And in fact, I think racism is is the hallmark of the Republican Party. And look, if I piss off a few people saying it, sorry, prove me wrong. 
And don't go back to Lincoln, you know, freeing the slaves. I mean, the Emancipation Proclamation, yeah, that was signed a week after uh, an execution order that he had signed, you know, killed 38 Dakota. So don't talk to me about that Lincoln was somehow the the anti-racist, because he wasn't. He was a a pragmatist. The only reason he, he signed the Emancipation Proclamation was trying to start a slave revolt in the South. The Emancipation Proclamation didn't free all slaves. It only freed them in the South. Because he didn't, he didn't think he had the political cloud to pull it off in the North. So, yeah. So, Republicans, you can save your Abraham Lincoln, you know, BS for somebody else. But, um, no. Right now, it is clear that the conservative part of the United States is, and the evangelical right, I mean, like I saw one of these quotes earlier when people say, well, if you're condemning white supremacy, you're condemning Christianity. Well, that's that's true. The doctrine of Christian discovery, all of that stuff, it's all true. And it's been tied inextricably to to church. And not just the Catholic Church, the Baptist, I mean, all of them. So, uh, you know, look, do, uh, I'm not the Antichrist. I mean, I'm not against it. I just don't I just don't buy any of it. I mean, there are other people that can that can claim claim that title, not not this one. But I think it's time we understand a lot more about who we are as human beings and and where we fit in the in, in the relationship with with the rest of creation. No, we weren't created in God's image. Because if we were created in God's image, then then what was a monkey created in? Because you know, same uh, same general physique. I mean, look, we've we have got to, to to face some some major changes, and you know the politics. Like I said, we're not gonna we're not gonna vote and we're not gonna pray our way out of this. I mean, I'm 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 in a battle with people constantly uh, about what native people should be doing. Even even some of my friends in Hawaii. Oh no, we, we need to get out the vote in Hawaii because we need to get more of our uh, you know our elders in into these offices we need to uh, get our kapuna into the into these offices and i'm thinking <laughs> no you guys should be working on the hawaiian kingdom you should be asserting yourself as a sovereign and and i said the same thing to native people i know that there are native advocates out there advocating for for people to vote even on the canadian side as well look they, they got this you know battle going on between you know the the conservatives and the liberals uh on the canadian side too and the liberal is just got busted for wearing blackface, you know, multiple times uh, as he, as he was, you know, uh, not as a kid, you know. I'm talking about you know guys in college. I mean, this is a, this is an adult. So yeah, yeah. There's races on the liberal side in Canada, in Canada too. So why would we we want to vote in those elections? Who do we vote for? The guy who wears blackface? Why? Because he's because. You know, I heard somebody say, I would rather vote for a guy who breaks his promises um, like Trudeau than one who keeps his um, promises like uh, the other guy here, whatever his name is. Because, you know, he th- th- that guy's an out- uh, overt racist. Well, you know, we better be rallying our, like I say, about climate change. We got to prepare ourselves for these races. We got to prepare ourselves for these conflicts. Where that conflict is about dealing with with the adversity that we're causing to the to the climate or whether it's that conflict that we're going to have to uh, uh face because of overt racism or social look i said it before we've climate change is a big one that is you know is it armageddon well it might be 
But you also have um, economic collapse, which, frankly, you know, one can drive the other. Well, certain, well certainly ec- economics has driven the, the, the climate change problem, but certain climate change can drive economic ruin, and we know that. But we also see global conflicts. There are people killing each other all over, all over the world, and there's there's some that are want regime change, whether it's you know in Venezuela or Cuba or you know in you know Syria or wherever Yemen, Iraq, Iran. I mean, this is there's a constant threat of of escalating war, and of course, there's always war going on. The United States has been in a constant state of war since it since it was formed. I think only 23 years of the entire existence of the United States has the United States not been engaged in some military conflict against somebody, if not themselves. So it's, it's, it's perpetual war. And the, and the United States has got their fingers on the, on, the, on the trigger everywhere. So that has the potential to, to be, you know, a major catastrophe. I mean, and again, the, the U.S. military is one of the driving forces to, uh, to, you know, to climate change. And they aren't going to fix it. They're causing it. The amount of contamination and pollution and, uh, and destruction that's been caused by the, by the United States, including dropping two atomic bombs on civilian targets, and not to mention all the testing that them and Russia and everybody else has been involved in. I mean, it's incredible what, what people will do to each other and do, do to the planet. And of course, beyond the violence, the, the, the global violence is the, is, is the overt racism that exists? This this nationalism. I, I posted a meme today. I realized this. you don't have to be a white supremacist to be a white supremacist to be a nationalist, but it helps because that's exactly what in most of these countries that are that are promoting nationalism. It's it's usually a white supremacy movement of some sort. It's it's you know Great Britain. This whole Brexit thing. Part of that is caused because the, they don't like the the amount of color that has come into that uh, into, into that pasty white country. That's what. That's part of the reason they they voted for Brexit. They they don't want to. They they don't want the, the the open borders. Too many brown people come in there. Yeah, and so now now Great Britain's unraveling. And I'll tell you, the United States th- these impeachment hearings. I hear people say, "Oh, this is going to be a terrible thing. It's going to be the undoing for the Democrats. It's going to be the undo-. me. This is this is the best show in town. I like watching this stuff unravel." I think it's about time the United States started paying a price for its its history of racism, its history of genocide, its history of slavery, its history of uh, of all of these terrible things that it, that it's done to people, murder, sterilization, the idea of of experimenting with people. I mean, it it's it's just it's incredible what the United States has gotten away with. And when they create these these war crime tribunals. The United States never gets dragged into it. They damn sure prosecuted a bunch of Nazis, didn't they? But the guy who dropped, uh, but the guy who pushed, uh, uh, put his finger on the button and, and uh, made the order for for two atomic bombs to be dropped on civilian targets, he didn't go through any uh, any uh, uh, war trial, um, war crime tribunal. And the, and if you go every president since then. This is what um, Noam Chomsky said. Every president since World War II could have and should have been prosecuted for war crimes and still hasn't including the moron that's doing that's in in the white house now 
All right, folks, I had my week off. <laughs> I had to come back and catch up. I had to, you know, give my my two cents on on a couple of issues. Well, I'll be I'll be uh, in New York on Thursday, so catch my my show on WBAI. That's ninety nine point five on the FM dial. If you're in, in New York, you can catch the uh, live audio stream if you go to uh, www.wbai.org. Um, you can catch it. And of course, we will Facebook live stream the show as well. And, and of course, those shows go up on our podcast. I do encourage people to go to our website, which is again www.letstalknative.com. On that site, you will find links to the podcast, to the to our videos. Um, there's a photo gallery, um, you know, and so all the everything that is Let's Talk Native is there. So you you can you can find access to it there. So please do visit it and and share the site. Uh, look. I'm I'm not trying to become a viral sensation. That's you know, like I said, I, I'd produce squirrel videos if I wanted that. But I do want to reach more native people. I think some of what I talk about is not talked about enough. And you know, every once in a while, something that I've mentioned, uh, you know, does get grabbed onto and and and, and get some legs. But um, I think the more people we reach, the more people we empower with information, and the more critical thinking we encourage and. While I think that we need to be critical thinkers, I think I do caution against such overt cynicism that all we do is criticize each other um, and even people who are trying to do good work. And so there's a balance there. And I think even as we see people doing good work, should we hold out some, you know, some level of cynicism? Absolutely. Everybody should be held accountable. Even people who do good work should be held accountable because this is one of the problems that we have. We 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 have a tendency to to elevate individuals, and we sometimes can lose lose sight of the issues. The issues are the things that we need to um, uh, put a priority to. And you know, again, putting carving people's uh, faces in stone is uh, is is not what any of these any of these issues are about. It's about trying to um, provide balance to our existence on the planet. Something we're a long way from doing. So I want to thank you for listening. This is John Kane. This is Let's Talk Native. We'll see you back here on Saturday and in New York on Thursday. Yahweh.